Next on BYUSN, welcome to National Signing Day for BYU football. We've got you covered. We'll talk about each of the new signees as of February 7th and take a look at the signing class as a whole. Plus, the head coach of BYU football, Kalani Satake, back in Studio B to give his thoughts on this specific signing class, as well as BYU's new 2024 Big 12 schedule. Quarterback transfer Gary Bohannon is in studio to talk about coming to BYU and expectations in the QB room in spring. And what happened in the second half against Oklahoma for men's hoops? I kind of just want to forget about it and move on. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, February 7th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man who, along with me, probably call more women's sports than most networks in the country. And we certainly have an appreciation for what BYU women's sports mean at this place and worldwide. Nobody loves uh, BYU women's sports more than you and I. Uh, we're the media that cover them the most. So, uh, yeah, National Women in Sports Day today, which is awesome. Frankly, the women's uh, athletic department, or it's all one athletic department. It used to be two, by the way. Um, Elaine Michaelis was the athletic director over that for a while, right? Then they merged them at one yeah. point. but. Yeah, the women at BYU are amazing people who happen to be athletes who happen to be amazing athletes, so it's fun to cover them. We are so spoiled by the women's sports specifically at BYU. And again, you called uh, the majority of the BYU women's volleyball matches at home this fall. Uh, a few went to ESPN, but you're, you're the primary voice. You got to call that unforgettable match by BYU women's soccer in the quarterfinals. And you just called gymnastics in my stead uh, with me on vacation. Yeah, I did gymnastics 08 to 11. Exactly. I, I've been around. You, you've been yeah. around. And then I took that over, and I call women's basketball. But, yeah, if there's somebody or a show that can champion women's sports, it's us. And so we want to do that on National Women in Sports Day. Yeah. Ah, love that. Love. Shout out to all of you. And uh, by the way, BYU is a running school. <laughs> That's for you, Dill G. Taylor. All rise and shout. It's time to meet the newest Cougars in the 2024 signing class and what's trending. Beginning with, and I'm so glad we can talk about this guy, Gary Bohannon. Remember him, starting quarterback who played against BYU at Baylor and beat BYU in Waco back in 2021. Then the Cougars got the better of Gary when he was the starting quarterback at USF. It's been a little bit of a journey for him. And listen, he can do it all. Dual threat guy. He was a four-star out of high school in 2021. That was really his marquee signature year for the Baylor Bears when they went to the New Year's Six Bowl game and won the Big 12. Uh, took an injury late in that season, and then it, it's kind of been hit and miss for him after that. BYU is a third chance, if you will, for Bohannon to come in and potentially be the starter. He'll compete with Jake Retzloff for that spot. Again, he led the Bears to a 12-2 record, a team that won the Sugar Bowl. Once upon a time, he was number 122 overall in the ESPN 300. Out of high school, the transfer portal delivers BYU a much-needed quarterback, Jerem. Sat out last year with the shoulder injury, and uh, so – the word is that he's healthy and uh, he's going to compete in spring with Jake Retzloff for that starting spot. So I'm excited to, one, get to know him a little bit better on the show today, but two, I'll see what he can do. Because this, this is a, a guy who is super athletic, obviously can run and pass. After last year, I think BYU determined, hey, we've always got to have a dual threat guy. And he is going to play. How much? We'll see. But I promise you that both Jake Retzloff and Gary Bohannon will play. Tis the nature of the beast. Yeah. Also, I think both are going to get an opportunity. I don't see like a dual uh, two QB system, I'm saying. I'm just saying he's going to play. 
like, let's be honest, both he and Jake Retzoff are going to play. They both can throw it and run it. And so I'm excited to see what he can do. Can he, and, and we were calling for this with Keaton Slovis last year, can he summon a performance from 2021 where he was Big 12 honorable mention? Yes. He was the quarterback of the best team in the Big 12 that year. Let's see what he can do because the dude's physical, 6'3", 225. I, I like that. I like what I'm seeing on paper. I'm uh, hoping he's healthy and ready to rock, which it sounds like he is. And so uh, let, let's see what he can do. Obviously very experienced. This will be his sixth or seventh year in uh, college, so we can't make fun of Cam Rising too much in Utah. <laughs> we got our own guy here with Gary Bohannon. But um, two quarterbacks that are capable, and can they lead BYU to not only a bowl game, but maybe a little bit more? Isn't it interesting the parallels that he shares with a guy like Keaton Slovis that you bring up, where it's, you know, we're looking at, okay, can he rediscover what he was in the earlier part of his career and hol like holster that and then deliver it at BYU? Um, Coming off of injury. Yes. Like, yeah. it just, it's it's very similar, albeit they're just two different style quarterbacks. Totally. Keaton was yeah. totally a pocket passer, and now Gary Bohannon is very much a dual threat guy. I think most people don't understand how good of a runner he is. Like, he it, he is very much a threat uh, as a dual threat guy and could probably run if he plays enough for around four or 500 yards at BYU. And how much do you want a guy to run? You know, and here's the thing. BYU was hamstrung by an inept run game last year. They hope that that is fixed with TJ Woods, the, the hiring there. Uh, perhaps they look at a different scheme. Obviously, you, you go all in on LJ Martin and then others, right? But let's see, let's see if BYU can't bolster the QB, whoever it is, with a run game. Because we didn't get to see Keaton Slovis at his finest uh, that much because BYU couldn't run the rock. And if you can't run the rock, you stink. And last year, BYU wasn't great on offense. Sure. So let's see what BYU can do. Gary Bohannon begins things for the Cougars with Jake Rutzoff at quarterback. And there's nothing more compelling. The biggest storyline in BYU sports is a quarterback battle. <laughs> so our daily show loves us a good QB we battle. We enjoy this. Yeah. We enjoy this. And you That'd were in the fun. room with me when we were talking – with different BYU personnel and, and staff members, when they explain Gary Bohannon, yeah. it's like, oh, physical specimen. We don't get a guy like this often, yeah. especially at this position at BYU. Does, does BYU just guy, grab guys out of the portal that they played against, by the way? <laughs> with Keaton and Garrett, it's like 2019, Keaton Slovis, 21 and 22 at Baylor and USF with Gary Bohannon. So it is pronounced Gary, by the way. Yes. It's Gary, it's not, not Jerry. Jerry. It's not Jerry. If you're a Parks and Rec fan, you're probably chuckling because there was a character that they called Gary, and then later they called Jerry. <laughs> it is Gary Bohannon. So let's go. Okay, next up, Naki Tuakoi, linebacker, 6'3", 230, Oakland, California, Fremont High School, four-star recruit, composite score of 90. This dude's a baller. Number 32 overall prospect in California. Woo! First team Oakland Athletic League linebacker. Polynesian Bowl guy. Listen to who recruited him. Stanford, Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Maryland, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oregon, Oregon State, Tennessee, <laughs> USC, Utah, and Washington State. Who didn't recruit him? This, uh, Montana State, I guess. Didn't have a shot. But Naki Tuakoi is an extremely physical linebacker who will compete in the two deep right away, I think. This guy is big time. Jay Hill and that defensive staff continue to show us that they can recruit at a super high level. And the wait was worth it to February 7th for Naki Tuakoi. Speaking of Jay Hill and his recruiting efforts this fall, which include a really, really good linebacker that you just pointed out in Naki Tuokoi, uh, I don't know which staff members it was, but this, this came from within Jay Hill's circle. 
But Jay will go and pick up different coaches on BYU staff, and then they'll just be gone for a while. And some of the coaches are like, hey, when are we going home? And he's like, don't worry about it. We got work to do. Okay? Don't we, worry we, about we, it. We, I got to tell my wife. We'll be home when we're home. Like, we're going to be on the road. We're yeah. recruiting. He's taking it to another level. And frankly, Fantastic. so has Kalani Satake. But Jay Hill has kind of been the guy that has let out. And we're noticing this specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Now, let's stay with the linebacker theme. Seppo Akuila, a 6'3", 230-pound linebacker, also out of Oakland, California, and Fremont High School. These guys know each other. They oh, were high school teammates. They're homies. Yep. Were Seppo and Naki, a three-star recruit from 24-7 Sports, 86 composite score, very good numbers, rated the number 86 overall player in California. Spent time in high school at quarterback, receiver, defensive end, defensive back, linebacker, and punter. A versatile much? Literally, what, what did he not do? I don't think he handed out the water bottles. The only thing he didn't do. So here's what's notable about signing these two specific linebackers today. BYU's composite rank among all Division I college football teams moves up four spots from 48 to 44. That's a difference maker for sure with this dynamic duo. Just with those two. How about that? 44th in total score on average, and that now pushes BYU's recruiting class ranking within the conference, speaking of the Big 12, to number four. BYU has signed officially two four-stars, 24 three-stars, and that composite score, anytime it's getting close to 86, Jerem, that's very good. Just for context, for those that aren't in the recruiting beat, 85.71 is a really solid score for BYU. That, uh, so the, the total number of 26 is the most in the Big 12. BYU signed a big class, 19 on defense, Spence. 19, which that's is uh, Jay Hill, baby. crazy. Well, and that's a, that's a question we got to ask Kalani Sitake is, the offense really struggled last year. We're not seeing a lot of newcomers, though, to that side of the ball. They must feel really good about the returners in spite of mm. the struggles last year. And they channel the BYU like, basketball model. Yeah, if you, strug- if you struggle a ton, you'd think, oh, we need to bolster that side of the ball. So let's talk about it, some of which will come from the return missionaries. We begin with Jovessa Damuni. Oh, hashtag I am Another Jovessa Damuni. This is the nephew of Jack. Uh, Jovessa is a three-star running back, back from a mission, uh, six foot 185. I happened to run into him in the Cougar Eat a couple weeks ago. Good dude. Uh, excited to have Jovessa back from a mission. Look at him repping the rugby All Blacks hat as well in that picture. Yeah, that resonates with you, doesn't although, it? Although I asked him if he played rugby, he said no. So it's just a fan, I guess. <laughs> More Demoonies joining Raider is Jovessa, and uh, he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield well. Uh, they like his versatility as a skill set at running back specifically. So he's a guy that could be very easily be flexed out in Aaron Roderick's offense to be a pass catcher. Like if he lines up and they want to go, well, they go wide, he's a guy that adapts well to changes at the line was how it was explained to me. So I love that. Anytime you hear about guys who can adapt – and do a lot of things. I want someone who's so rigid they cannot Fantastic. adapt ever uh, and they never change. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Yeah. a guy like our friend Houston Hamuli. We what knew I, what Houston was. What right? I don't want is an offensive lineman who feels like they can catch passes. <laughs> I just need you to be an O-lineman. I don't need you to adapt in that space. All right, let's continue with the return missionaries. And this is a name I think many BYU fans will recall. He was a big signee out of high school. Wide receiver, 6'1", 180, Cody Hagen. Yes. Corner Canyon Baller. High School. Absolutely. A four-star recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. 2021 Gatorade Player of the Year in Utah, Michigan, Oregon, Utah, USC, Utah State, Stanford, all after this Good guy. Utah State he to make that chose graphic. BYU. A lot of people think he'll be the next, quote-unquote, great BYU receiver. Can he be Dax Milne Plus? 
is the question. That's what we were asking like, when BYU signed him that, out of high school. Yes, his brother is in the quarterback room right now, transferred from Yale. Cody is a baller. We didn't know if he was going on a mish uh, originally, so good to have him back. And he is a guy who will factor into that room for the next couple of years. Think Dax Milne. Think Chase Roberts. Let's see what he can do, right? A little shorter than Chase. But sure, he's, like, yeah. Great hands, great route runner, all that stuff. 6'1", 180, love Cody Hagen. He's got some, he's got some Gunner Romney in his game as yes, well. Yes, love that. Dax and Gunner, that type of receiver. Yes. Let's go. Pokai Haunga, running back, 5'11", 200. From uh, Orem, went to Timview, three-star, number six overall prospect in Utah. Polynesian Bowl, uh, recruited uh, Washington State, Utah State, Nevada. Another running back in that room. He's got a good core of young running backs. We'll see who kind of breaks in this year, Spence. It's LJ Martin and the gang. Sure, it's a busy it's, room. It, it is. LJ's the number one right there, but you add a guy like uh, Haunga, and uh, you get excited because you get some good local talent. And obviously – with uh, a high Polynesian influence, which is great. You want that Polynesian pipeline to be strong. There's a tremendous Polynesian culture here in Utah, and BYU continues to uh, garner some of the best from that group. All right, the return missionary conversation continues with defensive tackle Dallin Havea, 6'3", 250 pounds, Provo High School. I heard at the time when BYU signed him, people don't really understand what he could be for us. We think he's going to be... Fantastic. An underrated guy on signing day when it initially happened. Now he's back from his mission. Three-star recruit, according to 24-7 Rivals and ESPN. He was the number 18 recruit in the state of Utah in 2021. Not surprisingly, the Utah schools, including BYU, went heavily after him. Again, Utah State making the graphic. Nice work, guys. <laughs> Jay Hill has been very open about his push and need to strengthen the defensive line. They feel like Dallin Havea is a guy who at some there, point yeah. will make a major impact in that conversation. I want to see the D-line uh, be the best position group for BYU. And BYU's bringing in kids that they are very excited about. Okay, um, you know his brother Marcus McKenzie. Let's Dominique go! Let's go, Dom! Back. I'm a Fast and the Furious fan, so let's call him Dom, yeah. 5'11", 175, St. George, Utah. Of course, Dad Brian. Uh, tremendous player at BYU. Uh, mom was a was a track star at BYU as well. He is back from mission. Three-star, number 10 prospect in Utah in 2022. Top 100 among national wide receivers. Twin, of course, of Marcus. Uh, this kid's fast, too. He's a track star. Um, excited to see him. What, what I can't wait for is a little, little spring ball or fall camp. Uh, Dom versus Marcus. DB wide receiver combo, the twins going against each other. The McKenzie brothers. I think those brothers. will be fun matchups. Yes, so excited that the McKenzie brothers are at BYU. Uh, again, initially we thought they were going to Virginia. Coaching change happens. They end up at BYU. And we got a legacy duo. The McKenzie brothers, but not the strange brew. <laughs> McKenzie brothers. <laughs> Which is also awesome. <laughs> I feel like now... The word hoser needs to come up at some point in this. Some, somehow that will. That's a great, great film. Great film. Uh, tied end, Noah Moyaki, 6'3", 225 pounds, out of American Fork High School. Three-star recruit from 24-7. Part of the 2022 recruiting class. He was a guy that was targeted by Utah, San Diego State. John Moyaki, his dad played linebacker for BYU. On one of the underrated teams in Cougar football history, we talked about him yesterday. Won the Copper Bowl in 1994. His uncle is Harvey Unga, of course, the running backs coach at BYU. Moyaki joins a tight ends room that now has a new tight ends coach. Noah played on the basketball team with Trey Stewart that won state as well. So Noah is very versatile, Athlete. a baller, 
and uh, a caveman. Let's go. Okay, next up, linebacker, Nathan Hulk. This is Chris's kid, 6'3", 225, from Pittsburgh, of course. Uh, Three-star from 24-7 Sports Rivals, ESPN. Number 66 inside backer in the country in 2021. Okay. Heavily recruited, good student. Uh, I've talked to him a couple times uh, since he's been back from his mission. He's excited. He's been working out. He's ready to go. Uh, excited for uh, Nathan Hoke. All right, and we finish with Sione Hingano of the offensive line, 6'5", 285 pounds, out of Chandler, Arizona, another Chandler High School Chandler's product. a feeder, man. They got a lot of Speaking good Speaking of there. Gunner Romney, yep. let's go. Another three-star for BYU off the mission, number 24 recruit in the state of Arizona in the class of 2021. He now joins T.J. Woods in that offensive line room. More young, capable, strong men to work with in that room. Our question of the day as we wrap up the new signees and we reintroduce you to the return missionaries. One of my favorite things that we do, specifically in February, is like we take a deep look at the return missionaries. Oh, yeah, you guys. You're yes, back. We remember them. Yeah. Adequately. Welcome back. Okay, so we're asking this today. It's National Signing Day, obviously. Now that the BYU football signing class is finalized, how do you feel about the 2024 class overall? Gave some numbers as context a few minutes ago as well. Benjamin White on Facebook answers, awesome. This is the best one ever, oh, he says. We're going there. Naki Tuakoi and Falitao Satuala were on my high wish list, mm. and BYU landed both. Yep. Not to mention BYU got some much-needed bigs on the defensive line. I, I like uh, using them like, uh, you know, basketball phrasing. Yeah, the bigs. The bigs. Yeah, some bigs on the D-line, O-line. Yeah, absolutely. BYU really bolstered the future of the defensive side of the ball offensively, brought in a couple of playmakers as well, which is exciting. Hashtag BYUS on X, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. How are you feeling about BYU signing class? Big game tonight for women's hoops in the Big 12, taking on number 18 Baylor, 9 Eastern time on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. Joining us next, the new BYU quarterback, Gary Bohannon, in Studio B making hey. his show debut. Can't wait to talk to him. Why did he opt for BYU in, in, in space of other places he could have gone? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. It's signing day. We are live in Studio B. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. As promised, it's now time to welcome in for his show debut. The newest BYU quarterback, Gary Bohannon, is on the show. Gary, welcome to Studio B. What's up, Gary? Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be here. Hey, what a journey for you. It's taken you uh, to some of the highest highs at Baylor and then over into Tampa, Florida, and, and USF. You've played against BYU twice with two different teams, and now you're a BYU quarterback. No, no. Uh, how has your journey and uh, been to get to BYU? What, what have the last few months been like for you? Uh, for me, the last few months have been... Um, my last year at USF, I set out the year, um, got injured. Um, it was just a lot of rehab, um, trying to get myself back to myself, um, strengthen my shoulder, get it moving around good, and um, just help the guys there, help Byron, help Bryce, help Izzy, help develop those guys as much as I can to help the team in any way I could because we all knew I wasn't playing, but you also could have a big impact off the field, so my thing was to help those guys and support everybody else in the best way I could possible. So you were Coach Bohannon yeah, for a Yeah, I was Coach while. Bohannon for a while, yeah. <laughs> You've been yeah. around long enough. You could, you could absolutely be a GA oh, right or something. But, um, the, in 21 and 22, you play against BYU. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking at the time, hey, I'm going to play for that team, but what's it like now to be here having faced the Cougars a couple of times? Um, for me, playing against them, I always say that's one of the most physical, well-coached teams I've ever played against. Um, seeing those guys come out there, they're always ready to roll. Um, they're going to compete, and 
they're a physical team. So just seeing how well they are coached and how much the game means to them, it's an honor to be here because I'll, I'll cherish the game. I mean, I had to take it away from me for a year through the injury. So it's for me, being able to be back in this position and being a, be in a place where the program means a lot, this, this logo means a lot, and um, the team just, they love ball. So I'm glad to be here. As far as your timeline goes, when did BYU first get onto your radar that maybe that could be a landing spot for me? Um, December when I got in the portal. Um, when I got in the portal, um, I actually know Matt Mitchell. Um, he reached out to me to talk to me a little bit about how, how I was doing health-wise. Um, and once I told him I felt good, once, that was the biggest issue with everything. Um, for me, just getting recruited. Here a guy, heard a strong shoulder. I mean, everybody worried. Um, maybe he won't be able to do this. Maybe he won't be able to do that. But I know what I went in and did each and every day. My surgeon did a great job. Um, each and every day just worked. And so once they came into my radar, I didn't want to see me throw. And they came to see me throw. And we went from there. They saw you throw and they were good then. Oh, they were like, good then. They were yeah. like, see, okay. I told you. Yeah, okay, I'm, good. I'm good. good. So you're good for spring ball then. I'm good. I'll be rolling in spring ball. Awesome. Um, you always got Jake Retzloff coming back and some others. Um, how's that room right now after a month of kind of being here of, all right, we're going to go compete and have some fun in spring ball? I mean, we all know every position, every day, everything we do in life is a competition. So, I mean, it's a competition, but we have to find ways to develop each other and develop within ourselves. So, I mean, we're hitting it off pretty good. Um, we have some really good relationships, a lot of different personalities, um, a lot of different backgrounds. Um, but everybody's been good. Everybody's been welcoming. And, I mean, we're having fun right now. We're working, so. That's pretty much it. We're just excited to get ready to roll. That room is fun. You're bringing the flavor from a couple different schools, and you from Arkansas, and, and Jake is a, a fun cat that's been in the JC realm. He calls himself Jew. You know, he's a <laughs> yeah. unique cat, right? Um, who, who have you kind of hit it off with and, and uh, developed a relationship with so far? Um, really everybody, but I spend quite a bit of time with Ryder. Oh, nice. Ryder Burton. I spend like, quite a bit of time with Ryder. Ryder is a real student of the game. Um, we get to talk ball. He's a young guy, so he, but he's, He's a young guy, but he's really an old guy. Um, he loves film, loves to put in extra work. And so just being around him, and um, he's been teaching me quite a bit. Um, getting there, studying, um, studying offense with him has been really good. But he's a kid that just wants to find ways to get better. Like, if you have good vibes, good energy, and you want to work, Ryder going to be up under you. He's so. a good vibes guy. He yeah. is. He's a good vibe. I like good that. Spring yeah, represent. Let's go. Definitely. Gary Bohannon is with us on BYU Sports Nation. At this juncture, what do you like most about how your skill set fits into Aaron Roderick's offense at BYU? Um, I would say, um, so I play for Coach Grimes. Um, it's, it's really very, 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 very similar offense. Um, I just felt like um, with the way he liked to move the pocket, um, his drop back game, QB run game, um, the intermediate, the play action pass game, it's all kind of complimentary what I've been doing um, for years now. And so I just feel like we both felt that it was a match. Um, there could be some really positive things going on within it um, just because I've technically done it before. Um, so that's why I do it again. And it's so. not only that, it's obviously you've played in the Big 12 for multiple years. And BYU had that first year, right? And, uh, you know, went 2-7. and seven. Certainly a couple of, of wins were there that BYU's hoping to get this year. They're hoping to get a revamped run game. What are you most excited about in terms of what you can bring in terms of experience in this league already? Most excited about? Let me see. To be honest with you, what I'm most excited about is just getting a chance to play again. Yeah. Um, for me... Um, been back in the Big 12, been there, saw the way they play ball, um, played against it. Um, it's a unique conference. It's always wide open. And that's one thing I admire about the Big 12. There's never a front runner every single year. Mm -hmm. It changes every year. Like somebody's <laughs> different in the championship every single year. Yeah. That goes to show you um, and 
speak to the level of competition that's in the Big 12. It's a very competitive conference that you got to be ready to play in. You got to be physical. You got to be fast. You got to be dominant. You got to be well coached. You have to be disciplined. Like every factor matters in that conference. So being able to play it again, I'm just excited to be here. Excited to be able to play for this program and be able to play um, in the Big 12 again. So September 28th is that a, a date that sticks out for you at all? Maybe. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be what we got Baylor. That, uh, that would be fun. See the whole yeah. game. It'll be a good game. Yeah, it'll be a good game. We're talking with Gary Bohannon. I'm glad you're on this side this time because yeah. last time it didn't work out for the Cougs. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Everybody loves a player comparison. And obviously, quarterbacks, I mean, every football player kind of wants to emulate certain players. So who, who do you try and emulate and, and who's your pro player comparison? Pro player comparison. I'm going to say two guys that I really, really enjoy watching is Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Those are two of my guys. I've been watching them since they came out. I love the way they play the game. Um, big physical guys run the ball. They kind of just like to move the chains. Like whatever it takes, they, they try to do it to the best of their ability. So I admire watching those guys. And, of course, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. The oh. guy's just exciting Lamar to watch, so man. Fun. I went to see him play in high school, and since then I've been following him. And big fan of that guy. You saw him in high school? Yeah. Wow. Like in person? Yeah, I went to see uh, Louisville play Clemson. Louisville. Oh, oh right. man. Oh, right, right. So when you were in high school, gotcha. Yeah. Was it the game? Was it the Heisman game for Lamar? It was a... Uh, it was a crazy game. Yeah. Honestly, it was a crazy game. Oh, man, he had some spectacular yeah, moments did. in that game, he for did. sure. He did, for sure. I, a, oh, go ahead. I, was gonna say, I feel like people don't understand how good of a runner you are, Gary. Like, like I, I feel like this is a big part of your game, but how much do you want to run compared to what you're asked to do? Um, for me, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a competitor. Um, I want to do whatever it takes to win. Sometimes you may not have to run a ball. Sometimes you may have to run it 15 times a game. Like, it is what it is. We just got to get the job done. So, for me, I want to win. Whatever we got to do to win, I want to win. Do you ever get called Jerry? Do people mess up your name? Every time somebody meets me, new, somebody calls me Jerry. Calls <laughs> you Jerry? Yeah, it's it, Gary! Yeah, it's Have you Jerry. heard of Parks and Rec, that TV show? Have you heard of that? I haven't. There's a character in there that they call Jerry, and then later they call Gary. <laughs> they mix it up. So we're trying to tell people it's Gary. It's Gary. People mess it up. Yeah, it's Gary. Oh, I'm used to it. I mean, you're used to it. I'm it's used good? to it. It's been happening for a long time now, so I'm it's used to good. it. It's all good. It's a unique spelling, right? It is. Is that a family name or? I'm a junior. That's you're my a dad's junior. Name. That's your that's dad's a, name. That's my dad's name. Who Who are some of the? And maybe it's you know your your parents. Who are some of the top influences in in your life who have helped you not only athletically but you as a person? My dad, my mom, my sister. She's older or younger. Older. older. Obviously, she's two years older than me. Um, my little brother, um, my high school head coach, um, really quite a bit of people, but those main people and then my hometown. Um, and also, um, I have some coaches at USF, Coach Geo, head strength coach Derek, Coach Frank. I have to spend a lot of time with those guys this year, and they were here from the beginning of my journey of being injured to the end. So. For me, I built a really, really strong relationship with those guys, and those people have just been positive and inspirational. Even when times weren't that good throughout the year, they were positive for me. Those influences are, are huge, right? And most they definitely. last forever, which is awesome. Definitely. And hopefully there's some at BYU that will go oh, with you. Most definitely. Did you just finish a master's as well I at did. USF? I do have a master's. In what? Uh, actually, it's my master's of science. Um, so I got my bachelor's in health and kinesiology. I enjoy studying the body. Mm. and um, So I decided to get a master's in it. I actually got it. I would say about a year ago. Whoa! About a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. I got it. Look at Gary. He's flexing. He's flexing yeah. right got, now. I, I love it. Fast. Master Gary? <laughs> yeah. Let's go, I man. Fast. I got it pretty uh, fast. Well, what's it like to be – it's a new era, right? But you, you you have a master's degree. You have all this experience. And now you have this kind of third opportunity in college. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I don't know how it was emotionally for you, but was there a point where you thought you might not play again? Or were you like, no, I'm going to play again? 
I had a lot of months I thought I wouldn't play again. Mm -hmm. I was like, a long time. Um, I, I got surgery in November 3rd, 2022. Um, I really wasn't confident that I would play again until November of 2023. Wow. Was, so this so is right before deal. you hopped in the portal. Big deal, right before I got in the portal. Um, talking to my mom and stuff, I was like, I don't know um, what the next year may look like for me. And um, I was able to finally get to get it together and, and I was working working really hard and I um, finally got it together and had a few throwing sessions where I was like okay let's roll I'm just gonna go out here let it ride and I was able to make throws that I made when I was before I got injured and I was like okay mm. there's the little sunrise peaking now the sunrise <laughs> is finally peaking and I said okay I can roll now that's when Matt, Matt let me call like the next week I was like okay come see me throw oh, I'm good I feel good about myself Come see me throw. So I was excited to throw. That's awesome, man. Yes. Well, so you glad worked hard you. in the yes, classroom. Absolutely. And on the field, yeah. Well, clearly they liked what they saw, Gary, because you. you're here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We're stoked to have you here. Glad um, to be here. We're looking forward to uh, working with you in the coming months. Your I'm spring excited ball. About and it. Can't wait for the next season. Me man. too. I'm excited about it. Thank you guys. September for having me. 28th, yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Circle that one. I wish you good luck with your schoolwork, but you don't need it. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Thank you got you. a master's, That's man. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, Thank nice you. to meet Thank you. Here. Nice to meet you guys. Hey, men's volleyball. Uh, Ten match homestand continues. Long Island coming in. First ever meeting between these two teams. Coming in from Brooklyn tomorrow night, 9 Eastern in the Fieldhouse on BYU TV. All right, we've spoken with the new quarterback. Let's talk with the old ball coach next. Kalani whoa, whoa. Satake is in Studio B to discuss the new assignees and talk about some of those return missionaries that are back to help compete for BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yeah, you know I'm a beast. I'm a beast. We don't know defeat. Everybody eat. Hey, you know I'm a beast. You know I'm a beast. Welcome to the feast. My whole team off the leash. Everybody eat. Hey, you know I'm a beast. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We continue with our signing day coverage on February 7th. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We just spoke with Gary Bohannon, the new BYU quarterback. And now we welcome in the head coach of BYU football to discuss, yes, of course, the new signees, some return missionaries. Let me talk a little Big 12 BYU football schedule as well. He is Kalani Satake. Coach, welcome back to the show. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Great. I almost forget in February that there's a signing day because you signed <laughs> yeah. so many in December. But today you signed two very good players, which is exciting. Out of Oakland, where you went on your mission. Yeah, yeah, and uh, really good players. And, and uh, I think they have the versatility to do a lot of different things too. So um, I, I think, uh, you know, they can get after the pass, you know, after the passer too. So they can get after the quarterback. And I think uh, that, that'll help us out a lot. And I, I think probably more ready than, than uh, a, a lot of other incoming freshmen. But mm. Uh, we're really excited about adding those guys into our group. No question the recruiting efforts have been extended. And uh, I know your guy, Jay Hill, has has really kind of led that charge. So now to see the fruits of the efforts of Jay and the entire staff, not to mention yourself, I know you've been gone a lot. What do you think of the overall signing class now that uh, it, it's come to fruition? Well, I, I like it in, in all, all three phases. But I, I do like the fact that we were able to – Offensively, uh, we had some guys that we were able to develop and we retained some players, you know. So I think the, the guys that are returning, is gonna, it's going to be really good for us. And we actually added, you guys just talked to Gary, you added Gary and some others that, that I think would provide some competition. Defensively, we needed to, to get um, 
the, the talent up there so we can get competition going. I think, I think development needs competition. And when uh, guys can't feel too comfortable in their, their position, their spot, we already, we already see the, uh, the, uh, the urgency to get better and uh, the urgency to try to win their spot. And that's going to be uh, really exciting when, when we get to spring ball, but more, more exciting when we get towards the off season, the summer, and get to the, to the fall camp. But uh, I think competition is a big part of development, big part of our program. And in order to do that, you have to go recruit the best. And I'm, I'm proud of the guys and, and uh, the coaches, you know, everyone that, that went out there and worked really hard to get this class together. The defense has certainly been bolstered, 19 of the 26 on that side of the ball. Offensively, obviously, there were some struggles there. You've changed a couple of uh, position coaches there. Not as many players on that side of the ball, so you feel like you have the guys in the room already that are ready to improve this year? You didn't need to add a ton? Yeah, I, I think there's the, the disconnect on, on that side. We, we, we thought the, the offensive line was going to be a huge, um, you know, a, a huge strength for our program, not just on the offensive side, but overall. And uh, a lot of that has to do with, with uh, allowing the culture to thrive, players to compete, and you know, we, we need to make a change. Uh, same thing with tight end. We just felt like there was, there was a change that we need to make there. It's nothing against the men that, that, that were there. They're good people, right? But the, uh, it's about the, the product and what the expectations that we have and, and actually the players that are out there. I think there's a high expectation from the fans for us to get back to what we're doing and, and, and having our, our, our strengths become our strengths again. And, and uh, looking at it and reviewing it, we see that we're not that far off. We just need a, a few tweaks here and there and some competition. But also looking at the opportunity to sign guys like, like Joe Brown, who's going to be an amazing old lineman for us. And, uh, and some development of some younger guys, but also retaining guys like Connor Pay and, 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 uh, and Kime to come back and help our team lead uh, Caleb Etienne. Those guys are going to be amazing. So uh, the whole group, I think, is going to be fine as far in terms of uh, talent. It's just a matter of uh, making sure that they're all on the same page and that we're, we're thriving together. You know what I mean? And so I, I like the addition of the players that we have. But plus, you're also looking at the guys that we have coming in as return missionaries. We, we know that uh, we've retained quite a bit of talent on the, you know, with the receiver position and tight ends and even at running back, even with losing Aiden, we got LJ and the rest of the group back. Um, it, it's more about the, the incoming uh, return missionaries that we're really excited about as well. You mentioned the competition that a guy like Gary Bohannon will naturally bring to the quarterback's room to push Jake and the others. What excites you the most about what Gary could potentially do at BYU, and what's what's the message you gave to him, uh, knowing that he's going to have to come in and compete? Well, we had to defend him before, so you know that, that there's a. I think when you look at the his his strengths, at being able to move and be able to create with his feet, um, his athleticism, and uh, the other the other thing is that he's very um, familiar with our offense, and so the I think this is a different. One and done, and I, I think we put a lot of pressure on Keaton to get to know the offense as soon as, you know, sooner than later, and and we try to to you know f formulate an opportunity for him to, to learn it all. Uh, Gary already knows this offense. I mean, he'll probably be humble and just say he's still going through some things, but the vocabulary, all those things, it's the same. Because he was with Grimes. Because he was with Grimes, and that's what Grimes did there. And, and you know, he's he's got this great connection with with A Rod and, and with the rest of the staff. I think he's going to be in a really good spot. You guys have pl spent plenty of time with him just to see that that he's got great leadership and he's humble. He's not. He didn't come here ask uh, demanding anything. He just asked for a chance to compete and. And uh, you know the competition is going to be fun, fun, man. That's you, you want you want greater, great, uh, better production. You got to have better competition. And, and um, 
I think it's going to be exciting to watch these guys get after it. Let's talk about some of those uh, return missionaries. Receiver Cody Hagan uh, might highlight the list. This dude's a baller. Yeah, and, and, and tons of speed. When you look at, it, at what he can do, uh, we're excited. It seems like, in a way, the two years took forever. But, um, <laughs> but you know, now that it's come around, we're excited about him returning. And then also, uh, and, you know, with, with McKenzie coming back, too. Uh, we'll, we'll get um, Cody coming up back soon. Again, a couple more months, but um, it's good to have uh, Dom with us right now. Is the expectation for a guy like Cody to kind of slow roll it that first fall, like give him a year to kind of get his legs under him? Well, I, I think or should we expect? Hey, we expect some catches. I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a role that he can have. I, I, it's always hard when you're when you're banking on a return missionary to come and and, and provide uh, game time right now. I think he's just going to be the icing on the cake. We, yeah. You look at all the guys that are returning. I mean, we even moved Kimo to tight end. So yeah, that's a great a, room. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of talent there. What we're hoping is that he will come in, uh, work with, with the time that he has. If you know anything about him, this guy's got tons of speed, tons of talent, and so many great skills that uh, it's going to be really hard to keep these guys off the field. And I think... Um, yeah, he'll 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 be really really he'll be welcomed by all the, the by the entire group, especially the quarterbacks. Let's stay with the wide receiver theme and speak about Dominic McKenzie. The McKenzie mm-hmm. brothers are now officially together at BYU. Did you watch Strange Brew growing up? Is that a, the McKenzie brothers? Is that the Canadian? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. The, it's the McKenzie brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, and I smell stuff. a poster day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with root beer. Yeah. Except was... for them, they're from St. George instead of Canada. This but yeah. yeah. A little different. <laughs> Slight difference yeah. there. But it's good uh, to get the McKenzie brothers back together. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 So do you envision Dom will stay in the wide receiver room, or is he a guy that, because I've heard he's versatile, just like Marcus, like yeah. you want to move him around potentially? Uh, Jay's tried already, and Bessie and A-Rod not giving them up. And Heck yeah. I mean, you, you look at the the excitement of getting Dom and his speed and Cody and his speed. I mean, there's 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 a lot of uh, possibilities there. And, and I think the offensive, they can be really creative in helping get those guys on the field. Let's talk about the running backs, uh, Pokai and uh, Jovessa back from missions. Yeah, it's great to have uh, another Damuni on the roster. Um, Jovessa's got tons of talent. Uh, up and comes up to, uh, to us from, from the Logan area and uh, you know, we've known him since he's a baby. It seems like so. Now that he's here, he's gonna he's gonna add to the to the room, especially with losing Aiden. But um, I think he can do some really good things for us. Pokai, uh, Pokai is, and I I know people don't like the comparisons, but he's a lot like Reno Mahe. Um, he, he can he can return. He's played a lot of receiver. He's got uh, he's got so much quickness and burst. So both these guys, I think, will will add to the team. And Hold on, I, Junior Mahe or Reno? Because those are two different versions of him. Well, I think I think uh, both. If I nice. Can, yeah, so, yeah Pokai, Pokai can play, and, and so can Jovessa, and awesome. we're really excited about the group. And I know Harvey's really excited about the overall talent in the, in the running back room. Noah Moiaki was a guy that uh, you and the staff were very excited about when he signed out of high school. He joins that tight ends room. Um, what do you like most about Noah's game, and, and what do you expect from him in these early years back from his mission? Yeah, legacy kid. You know, I played with his dad. Um, Obviously, Moyaki is known that they can play tight end. And uh, what I was really impressed with was his, his uh, ability to play basketball, too. Uh, for some reason, great tight ends can play basketball, you know. And so mm. uh, seeing what he did at AF as a basketball player, the football part, I mean, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's extremely physical. Um, he can play both sides of the ball. And uh, he has soft hands. And so that that... that I think it'll, it'll match it really, really well with a, what we want to do with the tight end position here. Always good to have a Hoke, too. 
Nathan yeah, Hope. yeah, it's Chris. good to have Nate here. Sisters and, on the gymnastics team, mm -hmm. super athletic. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you know, I played with Hoekster, another legacy kid, and uh, I think Nate's a little bit different body type than his dad, but uh, he has the ability to. Yeah, I mean, he can he can play end and backer. It's kind of like a, we'll see what happens in the next little bit, how much he eats if he. He's more like his dad or his mom. <laughs> <laughs> what do you envision for Dallin Havea on the defensive line with Jay Hill helping him along there? Yeah, we, we always, we've done this before in the past where you can project. Um, uh, Dallin's played a lot of different positions in high school when he was at Pro Bowl. And, uh, I, think, I think personally, I think he can really get big and play on the line of scrimmage. And uh, that can be a, a five technique or even a three technique, even inside. Um, he's extremely uh, explosive has great twitch and um, great athlete. So I'm, I'm really excited about him being back and watching these guys work out. And you know, I've, I've been gone a lot in recruiting and everything, but seeing these guys move around, I think he's gonna fit exactly what we want from the front. And O-lineman Sione Hingano is the uh, last Yeah, one. Sione's a big time player out of Chandler. Um, we, we, we knew we had something special and, and, and had to wait obviously for the mission, but uh, I think he's gonna be really good for us to tackle. And, Kind of gives us some a little bit of some young guys to work with, knowing that we have a, a good amount of veterans coming back at that position. All right, Kalani Satake is with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing all of the new signees and the return missionaries that are going to have an impact for BYU football in the 2024 season and beyond. Speaking of the 2024 season, you just got the Big 12 football schedule officially released. You've seen the rundown. What do you think of what you're about to face in a new look Big 12? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the conference schedule. I, I've, I've, it's hard to look at that when you when it's good to know it now. But I like I like what we're at the beginning. You know, we start at home. Um, I, I don't mind going to Wyoming in September. Much better than in November, <laughs> so I'll take it. You know, um, and and you look at the games. I'm excited about the the, the way the schedule looks, and and uh, I think it's going to be exciting getting teams like Kansas State and Provo. Uh, you know, we'll go back to Baylor, and, and I think uh, there's going to be some guys excited about that game. There's one you know, guy excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We've got Arizona, you know, coming here. So Oklahoma State coming. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of cool things. I think October, end of October, UCF's going to be fun. I think even the, the ASU game is going to be fun. It just I think it worked out kind of kind of a nice way for us. I, I think the uh, it's going to be exciting when we go to Dallas. We, we'll be able to see our fans in a lot of different places too. So uh, I'm really excited about the overall schedule. It's just good to know it now before... Uh, we were kind of. I think there's a lot of people wondering where it's gonna, where the game's gonna fit it, and you know I don't mind where the Utah game's at either. You don't mind? No, I, I think it's wherever. Well, I mean, I, I like that they're back on the schedule. That's yeah. that's all I care about, and uh, you know. We'll Do you have a preference? Would you have liked it in the traditional final spot in the regular well, season? Well, the weird thing is, I think we have a bye before them, and I think they have and a they bye. They do too. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe. Maybe everyone's trying to generate a bunch of excitement Two with weeks. the week off. You know, hey, I don't for know shows if the like fans this, are going to be good. excited about. It. Yeah, we, we might have to have like an alumni flag football game or something to, <laughs> to take up the bye week. But it, it, it's a uh, listen. The, the, the conference looks really strong, um, and and I think that uh, you know I'm familiar with that group, with that 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 university. So is Jay. So a lot of guys that are here. Uh, a lot of households are excited. It, it's good to have it back on on the schedule. And a league game. Yeah, first time since 2010. Good to have the. You're on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah. Good to have the 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 um, the conference. I think the conference is going to be stronger. And you're looking at what we're doing, and the teams that we're adding. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, you look at Pope. It's like basketball just got even even harder. You're adding all those teams back, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun for us in football. Kalani, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on Signing Day. We wish you the best with your emotions in the Super Bowl this weekend. Too. You're a Niners fan. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Andy's your guy. Go Chiefs. Well, I, I mean, it's just kind of a messed up thing because I was texting Andy and texting uh, uh, Fred, Fred. And, but I really wish him the best. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, a, I, yeah, I'm a Niners fan since I was, since I was a kid, you know. But, um, you know, but I don't think we can we can go wrong here. And then, as a winner, you know, I'm a but Taylor, go Chiefs. I'm a Taylor Swift fan too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you look at all this stuff. I think it's going to be fun all together. It's just going to be it's going to be nice, a nice event. So we'll see what It'll happens. Be fun. Let's go. BYU is representing. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be right down the Diplomatic middle. Diplomatic approach. Nice hey, event. yeah, yeah. Well, I got to run for office someday. You never know. Kalani <laughs> for city council in Provo in 2044. <laughs> <laughs> BYU basketball with Mark Pumps tomorrow night, 830 Eastern. Kalani Satake's political stances will not be given during that <laughs> on the BYU TV Up next, what the heck went wrong for BYU men's basketball in the second half last night? They just looked a little tired. Bring them back home. This is BYU Sports Nation. Because they stood too much in the fireside? Maybe. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for some content, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I'm Spencer. He's Jerem. How about some quick headlines today? National signing day for BYU football. Clyde Stockton, the Cougars announced signing of three players this morning. Gary Bohannon officially, quarterback transfer from USF. We talked to him earlier in the program. Naki Tuakoi, four-star linebacker from Fremont, California. And Sefo Akuila, three-star linebacker from Fremont as well. Same high school. Eight return missionaries uh, discussed as well at length. Number 21, BYU men's basketball drops. Tough game at Oklahoma, 82-66. Really got away from the Cougars at the end. BYU now 4-5 and five in Big 12 play. They're 16-6 and six overall. Not time to panic, people. Bruce Traore, not enough. 21 points. Another great game for him. But, again, BYU just didn't have enough in the tank. They're number 8 in the net, number 11 in the Ken Palm Index. After the loss, they're coming home to face Kansas State on Saturday. Big one. Women's Soup, so it's number 18 Baylor tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio and Big 12 now on ESPN+. FYI, the team will be signing posters after the game on the concourse. Women's golf finished 12th at the FAU Paradise Invitational in Boca Raton, Florida. Freshman MJ Berrigan leading the Cougars, shooting five over par. She finished tied for 26 individually. Those are the headlines. Now we whip it. Presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. One question, what happened in the second half against Oklahoma? BYU's got to make layups, Jerem. Oh, they missed so many layups, and perhaps that's just uh, uh, something that deals with fatigue and being on the road for a long time. They just they didn't make the little plays that they typically make. They had some defensive rotation breakdowns that haven't shown up and were atypical. And frankly, Oklahoma had a great game plan to take BYU off the three-point line. Oklahoma's thing is like not allowing teams to shoot yeah. a lot of threes and make a lot of threes, They're and they held BYU to eight. Yeah, BYU shot 40% from two. Obviously, from three was not good either. Eight of 26, three of 15 in the second half. My thing, I, a thousand free throws crept into this again. You had five more fouls, 13 fewer attempts from the line, 11 fewer makes. That matters, right? Especially when you're tired. Just get to the stripe, get yes. some freebies. Uh, yeah, BYU struggled to make some bunnies, didn't make some open looks from three. So yeah, that, but that's not one you were, we were banking on winning anyway. No. Disappointing to lose by 16, certainly, and not maybe compete as well as BYU had. But now, to kind of keep up with the we want to be 500-ish at the end, you need to beat Kansas State on Saturday. Re-energize, refuel at home, and a big part of that will be the Marriott Center crowd that will show Let's up. Go. This week's Her Why podcast features BYU Athletics Administrator Liz Darger. She discusses women in sports, how many opportunities there are to be involved in this day and age for women, the importance of leaving your comfort zone in order to grow. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. 
Now that the BYU football signing class is finalized, how do you feel about the overall class? Tell us next. Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Our question of the day, because it is National Signing Day. Now that the signing class is finalized for BYU football, how do you feel about the 2024 class overall? Ben Peterson on X answers, looks like BYU added a lot of good talent. Always hard to judge since you can't see the results until game day. No, like in three years. <laughs> I thought I would see more Five offensive years. players. Yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. Only seven of the 26, 19 on defense. Well, it's actually less because he's timed a deep snapper and a punter. This is so true. Yeah. I am glad the defense is getting some depth, Ben adds. Yeah, you definitely need that. I, yeah, I, I disagree with the game day thing. It's like Gary Bohannon. Game day you can in game three day, years. <laughs> and frankly, you can't really assess till like seven years later because there's return missionaries. Man. BYU is a unique I mean, full way. assessment. We can partially assess all the way. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated from Porter Larson on Facebook, who answers cautiously optimistic. Always. There are a lot of big names that BYU has gotten to commit over other P4 schools. Way to use that. Still wear this P4 now. <laughs> Especially that team up north. Sure. Now the question becomes their development. Upside is there, and now BYU has to take advantage of that. I think BYU is getting the right players. BYU feels like it has the right coaches. Let's go, man. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. All the new signees, return missionaries, National Women in Sports Day. Let's go. Fun day. It is a fun day. A great guest today. Kalani Satake and Gary Bohannon. Love Thanks to, to both of them uh, yeah. for joining us. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. You did not sign with BYU out of high school. You were watching. <laughs> for Jeremiah I'm Spencer, shout out to Chris Smith. We'll see you tonight for BYU Women's Basketball on ESPN Plus 9 Eastern, taking on nationally ranked Baylor. Go Coo! Do it for Gary!